Thank you for subscribing to the Parkway Fellowship Podcast. Parkway Fellowship, commonly referred to as The Park, is a purpose-driven church in Katy, Texas, recognized for its innovation and rapid growth. Designed for the person who might not be used to attending church, The Park, one of the only purpose-driven churches in the area, has quickly become one of the most popular West Houston churches for people new to their faith, to church, or to living in the Katy area. It is our prayer that God changes your life through this message from Senior Pastor Mike McGowan. Good morning. My name is Mike McGowan. I'm really glad that you're here today. Uh, Memorial Weekend, Memorial Day weekend is one of my favorite weekends at the church. Now, before we get into the message today, um, I want us to show some appreciation to some people in this room. So, uh, especially those who have fought for our freedom. So, if you or any member of your family has served in any of our armed forces... I want you to stand at this time because we want to thank you for your sacrifice and your family's sacrifice to help us maintain the freedoms that we so enjoy today. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you. Thank you for your sacrifices. You know, Memorial Day really is one of my favorite Sundays of the year because it's on this Sunday that we talk about a Joshua box. Um, because just like it's easy to forget about the ones who have fought and died for our, um, for our political freedoms from tyranny, so it is also easy to forget about the one who fought and died for our spiritual freedom from sin. And a Joshua box can help us remember now, I brought my own personal Joshua box here with me today. It's, it's just, I mean, it's just a plain old wooden box that I had a guy make for me in his wood shop. And uh, inside this box, Amy and I, we put all sorts of uh, different mementos and items and things that help us remember stories about the things that God has done in our lives and in our family. Now, why do we do that? Because sometimes I forget how much God has done for me in my life. I mean, it's easy to forget those things, right? But when I remember what God has done for me in the past, it helps me have faith in the present. Yeah. And we all find ourselves in the same boat from time to time. I mean, it's easy for us to remember, I mean, for us to forget how much God has done for us in our lives. Because when we get into a, pre- the, I mean, a pressure situation or a stressful situation or we have a lot of worry, it becomes very easy for us to forget all the things that God has done in the past. They're just eclipsed by all that stuff. And so um, in those crisis moments, we doubt Our faith wanes. Our hope fades. And it's in those crisis moments, it's hard to muster up faith. And our Heavenly Father knows this. He knows this. And so a Joshua box is something that can help us remember. And because our Heavenly Father knows our difficulties... That's why he told the people of Israel to create a memorial to help them remember 
all that God had done in their past. And as we look at the context for this verse, I think that you're going to see um, where this whole concept of a Joshua box comes from. So um, I want to explain to you a little bit of the context for what we're going to talk about today. And again, I think as I explain that context, I think it'll be easy for you to see where this sort of a Joshua box comes from. So let me give you um, the background before we actually get into the story. Okay, the background is this. The people of Israel um, have just finished uh, living in the desert for 40 years and they are about to cross into the promised land for the very first time. But to do that, they have to cross the Jordan River, which unfortunately at this time is at flood stage. And so the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant, that same Ark that Indiana Jones found, okay, when the priests were carrying the Ark of the Covenant, when they got to the river, as soon as the priests stepped into the water, the river parted just like the waters at the Red Sea had done, and the entire nation crossed over on dry ground. After they got to the other side, in order to help them remember God's power and what he did, he tells them to do something special. This is where we pick up the story. So, Go ahead and pull out your worship guide, if you would, please. Um, the verses are printed there for you. In Joshua chapter 4, here's what the Bible says. It says, when the whole nation had finished, finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, choose 12 men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priest stood, and to carry them over with you, and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. So Joshua called together the 12 men he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and said to them, Go over before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites, to serve as a sign among you. And I want you to underline this next sentence. In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Verse 7. Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. And I want you to underline this last sentence. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. Okay. Now, a Joshua box is simply... A modern day attempt to try to imitate what God told the people of Israel to do. So instead of me like taking a bunch of rocks and piling them up in front of my, in my front yard and my kids walking by and saying, Hey dad, you know, why do we keep getting mean letters from our HOA about these rocks? Okay. So instead of doing that, I just create a Joshua box and inside of it, I put little memorial stones, little items that can help me remember what God did in the past so that when I have a present crisis of faith, I can open it up and I can remember, oh yeah, God did that. And if he did that then, he can do anything now. See how that works? Okay. So what are the benefits of a Joshua box? These are your only two fill-ins of the morning. So, you know, buckle up. Okay, here it is. 
Here's why Joshua Box is so important. Because when I remember what God did in the past, my present faith increases. My present faith increases. It's true. And here's the second thing. Second benefit is, is because it provides stories to teach my kids of how God has blessed and been faithful to our family. Look, and I'm telling you, if, if you can share these kind of stories, you can provide that kind of legacy for your kids and for your grandkids, I'm telling you, they will have no problem believing that God is real and that he is incredibly, incredibly powerful. And so this morning, what I want you to do is I want you to hear from a number of families in our church, a number of people in our church, that God has done something incredible in their lives. I want you to hear from them as they share stories from their Joshua box. And as they share, I think that your faith will increase. And in addition to that, I think you will see how critical and important a a role a Joshua box can play in your family. And my hope is, is that you will create one for yourself if you haven't done so already. So let's go ahead and show this first testimony. Hey guys, my name is Matt. I'm Brianna. And uh, we wanted to share our story with y'all. The year before last, we were desperately trying to get pregnant. And almost immediately, it happened. Um, We were so ecstatic. Before we even went to the doctor, we called our parents and all of our friends and posted on Facebook and did the baby countdown and the whole nine yards. We went to the doctor. She gave us bad news. She told us that the baby did not look to be as far along as, as it should have been at that point. And she thought that I was miscarrying. And she gave us about a 10% chance for things to work out. But we still had hope. You know, I mean, it was, it was our first one, and we, we, we were really excited. Our whole families were excited. And um, I, we, had, we had so much hope. She said, well, let's give it a couple more weeks, and then you guys can come back and see what's going on. And then finally we did come back, and uh, the baby hadn't, hadn't progressed at all. And our fears had come true. And so then we had to go to the next steps deciding where to go from there and we decided to go ahead and do a DNC Um, I didn't want to risk infection and we figured it would be easier to cope and it would be easier emotionally on both of us and unfortunately we did that the week before Christmas and it was it was rough And I took it really hard. I did. Um, I called in to work a few times. I didn't eat. I I just cried myself to sleep night after night. After night. (laughs) And thank goodness for Matt. He was there for me. Um, And I made great friends through my small group. Learned that we were not alone. Um, I, I made a lot of good girlfriends. Who had been through the exact same situation and prayed for me and talked to me and without them and Matt and and family, I, just, I don't know what I would have done because I I gave up on God. Then last year in September, 
found out we were pregnant again. After trying so long, it finally happened again. And we were so scared. And I did not want to go to the doctor. I did, I did not want to go to that first appointment. It's terrifying <laughs> for both of us. I even, I even switched doctors because I didn't want to, I didn't want to go through it again. And we went and everything was fine. Everything was perfect. I was, I was perfectly pregnant six weeks into it. And so when we found out we were pregnant, we thought, what better than to put in our Joshua box than the first picture we ever got of Addison. Now he's expected to be here any day now, and I am so ready. I'm so ready. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see his little face, you know. I think it'd be cool. I can't wait to meet the miracle that, that God gave us. Man, isn't that fabulous? I, you know, it's just a testimony of that when it seems like things couldn't get any worse, God's right there during the whole thing. And he still has a great plan. And sometimes that's hard to see, but if you have a Joshua box, when you look back on it, you can see it. Okay. Now, this next story um, is about a lady, is from a lady, and uh, basically she's going to tell us not something that God did, but it's something that she believes that God is going to do. I want you to listen to this. Hi, my name is Robin, and I'm here today to share with you uh, my Joshua Box story. In my Joshua Box, I keep a paper that I wrote last year uh, when I went on the women's retreat. I was asked to write a paragraph about reverence, uh, so here it goes. The Lord has chosen me to be Stephen Palmer's wife. I have to believe there's a reason. The wonderful man the Lord chose for me is not a Christian yet. I attend church without my husband. I'm the odd married but single attendee at small groups. Our children look to me for spiritual guidance, but it's okay. I know God has a plan. I know that the Lord not only called for me to show reverence to him, but also to my husband. My life is so blessed. It can be at times difficult, but I have faith that one day Steve will accept the Lord and truly stand beside me. I don't question if it will happen, just when. To experience that on this earth would truly be joyous. In the meantime, I will remain reverent, ever faithful, even though I don't understand sometimes. I know it pleases the Lord. I lead by quiet example. My reverence to Steve as the Lord commands, could quite possibly be what will one day bring him to accepting Jesus into his heart as Lord and Savior. How could I cheat him of that? How could I knowingly deprive him of one day standing beside me in heaven? The wonderful man I call my husband is not a Christian yet. I also keep a Bible verse in here, 1 Corinthians 7.13, and if a Christian woman has a husband who is an unbeliever and is willing to continue to live with her, she must not leave him. I love my husband very much. I know that God has a plan for him, and I'm really looking forward to the day when I see that happen. That's huge. 
Yeah, that's big. And look, here's the thing. You don't have to have just like one Joshua box for your family, okay? Like each of my kids have a Joshua box. I know multiple families in this church that their kids or even sometimes their grandkids, they have their own Joshua box. Because look, I want my kids to begin to accumulate the things and things in their Joshua box so that they themselves can see how God is at work even in their lives from a young age. And so this next story is from a teenager in our church. So, watch and listen. Hi, my name is Shaylee, and this is my Joshua box, and I've had it for about one or two years. And it's filled with things that remind me of what God has done for me in my life. And today I want to talk to you all about this bracelet. I got this bracelet at a banquet that we had here at Parkway a couple of years ago. And some orphan girls from Colombia came and handed these out to everybody. And I'm not sure how do you say this in Spanish, but what it means in English is I am committed to the happiness of children. And what that means to me in my life is that I need to be willing to care for and show God's love to the children who don't have what we have and that don't have the necessities that I have in my life. And that I need to be willing to help them and to pray for them. And not only kids in countries like Colombia and Africa, but also here in America and in our own state too. A couple of weeks ago, I had the opportunity to go to Still Creek Ranch with some other people from Parkway. And it was a really great experience because I really got to see how these kids, they didn't have as much as I have, but what they did have, they were extremely thankful for. And it helps me to be more thankful for the things that I have in my life. All of this reminds me of something else that I keep in my Joshua box, and that is a verse, Matthew 25, 40. And it says, and the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. How cool is that? You know, and I, and I think uh, kids and teenagers recording those things, I also think that those serve as, um, as, as marks of spiritual maturity as they grow in their lives. You know, to be able to take those verses and personalize it like that. Okay? Now, this next testimony is from a guy in our church that God told him to do something, God, he told him to do something kind of unusual. And, and he did it as an act of faith, as a step of faith. But now, it's become a testimony of faith. Check it out. Hello, my name is Tennyson Smith, and this is my Joshua box. I would like to share with you today an item out of my Joshua box. And the item that I have is a t-shirt. This t-shirt was birthed from when my wife went to get her annual exam and during the process of checking her neck um, they found a lump there and she said you need to go get that checked out. Nothing very serious so we weren't thinking anything of it. Uh, go get it checked out. So we went to a, another doctor, uh, had the ultrasound done, the doctor came back and was like oh, okay um, your wife has thyroid cancer. And uh, you know, when he, he told me that, that was a, a very traumatic time in my life. And at that point, I'm like, okay, God, why? I don't understand. What do I do next? This was something that, in my mind, a hug and a kiss could not fix. And so uh, at this point, it was, God, you and I, we need to figure something out. After much prayer, uh, my wife and I decided to go ahead and uh, have her entire thyroid taken out. Um, Went to the doctor to get that done. That was very difficult for me. I couldn't watch. I couldn't, uh, 
I was very nervous uh, and really had to trust God at that point, uh, a level of faith that I've never tapped into or reached ever in my life. Uh, so after she had the thyroid taken out, um, she had to come home. We got into phase two, which was for her to drink the radioactive treatment. It was very difficult for us because she had to be separated from the family when she had taken that radioactive treatment. But at that point, God said, you know, I want you guys to become the living word. And I said, God, you know, I don't really understand what is it that you want me to do? So God said, I want you to take one of your large white T-shirts and I want you to put two scriptures on them. The first scripture I want you to write on the front is Isaiah 54 and 17, which says no weapon formed against us shall prosper and put in Jesus name at the bottom. And then the second scripture that I want you to write is Isaiah 53 and 5, which is by his stripes we are healed in Jesus name. And I want you to give this T-shirt to your wife and tell her to wear it because we are the living word. And I said, God, I don't understand it. I'm going to do it. And I gave it to my wife and, uh, you know, apprehensive at first, um, but she wore it and uh, there's still some stains on it right now. She wore it almost every day. Fast forward to about a year ago, uh, we received this letter from the doctor's office. Dear Mrs. Smith, good news. Today's ultras neck ultrasound shows no evidence of thyroid cancer reoccurrence. And at that point, I was so excited. I said, that is going into my Joshua box. And I thank God for being a man of his word and how he just made his word true that she was healed from the beginning. And thank God for showing me what to do as a husband because I was lost. And it created a level of faith within our family that I can't even begin to express the, the joy that I have. And every time we look into our Joshua box, we have something to be grateful for, for and understanding that God is true to his word. That's huge, y'all. Isn't that awesome? Now, as we wrap it up this morning, I want you to hear from one more family uh, in our church. Um, because sometimes people find themselves uh, in a situation, it, it just seems impossible. It just seems like there's no, no way out of it. That, that is especially true when people find themselves in a marriage that is spiraled so far downward. It just doesn't seem humanly possible that it could ever be fixed. But with God, all things are possible. Watch and listen to this. Hi, my name is Tony. This is my wife, Amy. This is our Joshua box. Today we want to tell you why we keep this picture in our Joshua box. This is a picture um, of our family ready for church on the morning of um, our youngest Aramaya's baby dedication. It's just a reminder of a time where we both put uh, all our faith in God and a time when God just really showed up in a big way. Tony and I had found ourselves uh, so far off of God's path for our life that we just weren't really sure if we were ever going to get back um, to where he meant for us to be. Um, I was literally hours from filing for divorce, even though we had only been married for four months. We had surrounded ourselves with um, all of our friends uh, that didn't make good decisions. Um, ungodly people. We had huge amounts of debts. Um, we weren't making very much money at the time. And 
and uh, there was just problems after problems. I found uh, one evening I was uh, sitting in our living room and um, just trying to make a choice as to where I should go um, next. Tony had moved out of our house and I just wasn't sure what I needed to be doing and I felt this um, overwhelming feeling to just get on my knees uh, and pray about it. And um, God really spoke to me that night and he told me I needed to reconcile my marriage and that um, Tony and I needed to move away from uh, where we were at and the people that we were with. A few weeks later, we packed everything that we could fit in our truck and drove 24 hours straight to Houston, Texas. God just uh, started opening doors immediately. Uh, the same day that we got here, I had a job. Um, and a week later, Tony found himself in a job. Um, we uh, just really spent the next year and a half uh, working on our marriage and working on our relationship with God and um, growing as much as we could. About a year and a half after we got here, we became pregnant with our second daughter, Maya. And um, at that point, we just felt like the church that we were in, we had kind of grown uh, all that we could, and we thought that it was time to start looking for a new church home. And so um, the same job that God had for me when we got here to Houston, uh, I had a friend that was working, and she was going to a church in Katy, Texas at um, Cinco Ranch Junior High. And so I think God knows that I'm not really great at following complete directions. So um, I packed up my family that Sunday morning, and we went to Parkway Fellowship at Cinco Ranch High School. The second we walked into Parkway Fellowship um, at the high school, uh, we just felt a welcoming that we were already part of the family, that we had a family, that we had a new family. Um, people that cared about us from the day that they met us. Through serving and um, joining small groups, we've, we've been able to make the most amazing uh, group of friends that not only can we have fun with, um, like we did with our old friends, but that help us grow um, more mature in our walk with Christ and also hold us accountable when we start to uh, veer off God's path. With God in full control, our marriage has been restored and my wife has truly become my best friend. I feel like the, our life has done a full 180 in the past five years uh, with the youth ministry, the children's ministry that we serve in, um, and just the park in general. Uh, we feel like we have a purpose now and that we're fulfilled. We actually go uh, back to this picture often and look at it and it just, um, it just reminds me of how far uh, we've come in our family and in our marriage. Uh, to have all of us uh, united and, and standing strong together. I mean, do you see the importance of having a Joshua box and the role that it can play in your family? You know, I think when the Israelites... When they took those first memorial stones and they placed them on the bank, they had no idea that they were only days away from facing the greatest obstacle of their faith 
and of their lives as a nation that they had yet to face. Because in just a few days, they were going to come up against the walls of Jericho, an impregnable city. And I believe it's because they had just made a commemorative um, memorial to the power of God and what he had done, that they had the faith to believe that God was going to do something amazing and tear down those walls. And sure enough, in se- seven days later, God did an incredible miracle and the walls of Jericho came down. And God had brought about a huge victory that day. And you never know when your greatest test of faith is right around the corner. But if you have a Joshua box, when you face that crisis of belief, you can go back to it and you can look inside it. And you can see that if God did it before, He can do it again. And your faith will rise. That's why these things are so important. So, here's what I want you to do. I want you to pull out your connection card. I want you to hold it right next to your message notes. I want you on your card and on your message notes to check the next step or steps that you're willing to take today because of what God has shown you, okay? And maybe it's this first one. This first, mess, first next step, I will make or purchase a Joshua box this week. And I say this week because I talked to several people that said, oh, well, I meant to do that last year, but I still haven't done it. If you don't do it this week, the chances tail off dramatically that you will. So look, make a commitment to do it this week. Now look, we've done something really cool for you. Inside your worship guide is a coupon a 40% off coupon at Hobby Lobby. All right, check it out. Now, I know the coupon says it's expired, but we've talked to both the managers at both Hobby Lobbies here in town, and because we printed the Parkway logo on the back, they will honor this coupon this entire week at both Hobby Lobbies. So look, they got tons of like cool boxes up there, all different shapes, sizes, and don't worry, guys, they're not all girly, okay? Make it a point. To go get one, or if you want to make one, do it and do it this week. Make a commitment, check the box here, okay? Or how about this next, this next one? I commit to put memorial stones inside my Joshua box throughout the year to help me remember what he has done for me and my family. I mean, Joshua box doesn't even do you any good if you don't put stuff in it. So make a commitment to say, hey, this is the kind of thing that I'm going to do, okay? How about this next one? I will go through the items in my Joshua box with my family this week. Just go through and tell the stories to your kids. Tell the stories to your grandkids. Do it this week. And if you're forming your box for the first time, that's fine. As you do it, tell the stories. It's huge, okay? Now, I don't know if you saw this or noted this, but there were three families of the five testimonies. There were three families that mentioned that they, about what, how God has used their small group in helping them make it through these times in their lives. Three. And so I think it's incredibly appropriate that we go to this next, next step, which is number four. Sign me up for a small group this summer. I mean, small groups are incredibly important and encouraging us. Inside your worship guide is a small group's catalog for the summer semester. If you have not signed up for a small group yet, 
do it right now, okay? Um, there are, uh, there's a different code for every small group. Some small groups are already closed, but there's a little blue code. Write that code in that blank, okay? And look, make sure that your name and information is on the front of the card. We had three people turn in a card last week, signing up for a small group, and they didn't tell us who they were. You three are not signed up, okay? So sign up for a small group, okay? Make sure that you do that, all right? It's really key. Look at this next one. Sign my teenager up for a small group this summer. You need to put your kid's name, because some of you have more than one teenager, put your kid, your teenager's name, and the code for the youth small group. It's in the catalog. Now, we don't do small groups for children during the summer. Instead, we do big events like VBS and camp. So make sure they're at those events, okay? Okay? And check it out. Listen, after one week of signups, we already have more than 800 people that have signed up for a small group, okay? More than 800. There's a lot of groups that are on the verge of closing. So look, get in a group and get in one quickly because these things are going to start closing. Bam, 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 bam. So get one. Because uh, tons of people are doing it, all right? What about this last one? This last one. I want to become a Christ follower today for the first time in my life. Because do you know what the most famous and most globally recognizable memorial of all time is? Do you know what it is? It's the cross. Recognize the world over. Because the cross is where Jesus Christ died. So that his death could pay the price for your sins and for mine. If you have never asked Jesus Christ to come into your life to forgive you for everything you've ever done. Then you're not a Christ follower yet. And until you ask him to come into your life. It's only when you do that that you'll go to heaven. So if you've never asked Christ in your life to forgive you. And you want to have a relationship with God. There's a sample prayer at the bottom of your message notes. Would you pray that prayer right now? Pray that prayer right now. And if you do, make sure you check the box because I want to send you some free materials in the mail. I also want you to pick up a new believer packet. It's on a table just beside, just before you walk outside of each of these doors. Because look, how cool would it be if your sermon notes page was the first thing you got to put in your Joshua box? Because that's how you became a Christ follower. How cool would that be? Let me pray for you as Pat and the worship team come back up. Father, I thank you so much for, um, for what you've done in these people's lives, God, that have already committed to following you and that shared this morning about what you've done in their past. And so, Father, I ask that you would take those words about what you've done in their past and you would use them to encourage us and inspire us to create a Joshua box for our own families or to go through our Joshua box with our own families or both. Because, God, I ask that you would use those types of stories to help prop up our faith during times of crisis, during times when faith is hard to come by, when doubt looms large. And, Father, I, uh, I pray for those kids and the grandkids of families in this room whose faith will start by hearing those stories. And that you would use those stories in their lives. To help them believe. I ask you to do all of it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. Our prayer is that God has given you at least one next step to take today in your walk with Christ. 
For more information about Parkway Fellowship or to contact us, visit www.parkwayfellowship.com. To talk with a pastor about becoming a Christ follower for the first time, you can call our offices at 832-222-9282. 